Welcome to Live and Love Your Brand, a podcast to support you in sharing your message and mission with the world. I'm your host, Emma Lovell. I'm lovely by name, lovely by nature. I'm a personal branding specialist with a mission to support female entrepreneurs to live and love their brand. I've been running my business, Lovely Communications, for more than 12 years, and I can hand on heart say that my success has come from the strength of my personal brand. I believe in the power of owning and sharing our story. I want to help you own your story, shop consistently, and really put yourself out there. So here on the podcast, you'll find helpful tips, practical exercises, and joyful discussions that will inspire you to reconnect with your brand and communicate it more effectively. I'll be joined by incredible experts to discuss how personal branding can have a huge impact on your business and on your life. I'd love to hear from you, so please make sure to connect over on social media. You can find me on Instagram at lovelycoms, that's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, double the L means double the life, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and you can join in the conversation in our lovely community, the Live and Love Your Brand Facebook group. Of course, make sure to come back weekly as each new episode drops. I can't wait to share with you how to gain clarity, build confidence, and increase connections all by sharing your unique personal brand with the world. Lovely Communications is based on the Gold Coast and recognizes Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. We are grateful for the continuing care of the lands, waterways and skies where we work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on your Gumbe country and from wherever you are listening, we respect the elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today I have a gorgeous guest who actually joined me on a live and we decided to turn it into a podcast because it was such a great chat. We're talking about why content is queen and Rebecca Haddad is definitely the content queen and an amazing content creator and writer and all these wonderful things. But Her role job title is actually (laughs) multi-hyphenate. She's a writer, editor, digital marketer, travel journalist, reels enthusiast, psychology student, and mum to two gorgeous girls. Yes, Beck is all of those things. And she joined me on the Rest and Receive Retreat, the first one, and we actually met online uh, through a writing group and uh, we hadn't met in person until the retreat and I loved that she just came on board and invested in herself and chose to be there and our connection has grown ever since. So just a bit more about Rebecca, uh, also known as Beck Haddad. She wears many hats and loves it that way. She's been running her business for more than a decade but took the leap into full-time freelancing in 2018 after her eldest daughter Zoe was born and she hasn't looked back. She's finally looking to launch her own digital marketing and content creation course this year in 2023 and she loves to travel and lived in Dubai, Sydney and now Perth. Her fun fact is that she can read and write Arabic but can't speak it. Ah, this woman is so fascinating and has so many pearls of wisdom about content. So let's jump into this episode. Hello and welcome to this live where I'm going to be introducing Rebecca Haddad or Beck Haddad, content creator. And we're going to be talking about why content is queen, not king, queen. 
good afternoon or morning over there in Perth. It's morning for me, yeah. So tell us, who are you? Oh gosh, that's a very loaded question. I kid, I kid. I'm a multi-hyphenate, so I'm many, many things. First and foremost, I'm a mum to two beautiful little ladies. Um, it's school holidays, so I do have my eldest one walking around. So if she's got any input in this live, I'm sure she'll make herself known. And yeah, based in sunny, beautiful Perth, uh, moved over here uh, earlier this year from Sydney with my husband and our two kids. Loving it. And then I am a content marketer. So I do a lot of different things with digital marketing, such as life in this space. You kind of dabble in ads and blogs and web copy and everything. But where I love to play is content specifically. So I'm a storyteller by trade. I used to work um, as a mag hag back in the glory days of journalism. And I still do that a little bit uh, as a travel writer, but I've been able to apply all that storytelling, all the skills that I've learned through storytelling um, in a digital marketing space. So I help, you know, thought leaders, small business owners, um, multinational brands tell stories, be that, you know, through blog posts or ideas for reels or web copy, all that kind of stuff. Anything words and ideas related, that's where that's where I am. I love it. I love it. And Rachel, um, Rachel from Rachel's List gave me the slashy, she said. So you're a, like, yeah, you're a true slashy. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, I haven't heard that one. So you're a bit of a slashy, but you have really drilled down on the content. And it is so interesting to hear because, I mean, these jobs didn't exist 10 years ago. Um, yeah, hundred content creator. Yeah, um, so I think a lot of us got into it, you know, because yeah, someone said, "Oh, I need you to do this." And you're like, "Oh, is that a is that actually a job?" <laughs> yeah, and now it's it actually is. a thing. Yeah, I mean, I still think that sometimes, but it is so important. I mean, it's amazing how much I, our skills are actually needed, and I think it's very hard for creatives in general to put value on these sort of skills because it's one thing, you know, people, the output that people see is a social caption or a blog post or a reel, but it's all that, that background thought that goes into it. It's applying business objectives to something that will still offer value to audiences. It's understanding audiences. There's just so much behind the scenes work involved. And that's, it's very hard to place a value on that because it isn't tangible. It's all these, you know, you're hiring me for my brain and my ideas and it's really hard you know, as creatives to constantly justify that value, not only to other people, but for ourselves as well. I think it can be a tricky thing to balance. Absolutely. And it takes years. I mean, you know, just like even you're saying mag hag, I'm like, um, I'm just like, oh my God, you're such a, you know, when you're talking to writers, because they just have these quip, like clever little quips and taglines <laughs> and, you know, I was like, but yeah, it's years of experience that gets you to be able to do that. And yeah, it might only produce um, something of one line, but or, you know, a blog article of 500 words. But for someone else to do that, energy and the brain power it would take to get to that 500 words that where someone who has that experience and knows structure and knows messaging and knows how to connect with an audience, um, you know, yeah, that's, that's all that skill that goes behind it, not literally 500 words. Yeah, no, exactly. It takes so much practice to get to that level. And I think just, you know, it is a formula. It, it's meeting that fine line at the moment, especially with this advent of, you know, native advertising and branded content and paid social strategies and stuff. You still need to have that element of storytelling in there. So it's a fine line between, you know, sales pitch and stories and not overselling products but being able to tell the story behind them as well and, and celebrate the people behind those products and businesses and stuff too, which is 
equally important. And I think it comes down to audience at the end of the day. And I always say this to clients, it's audience first. That's, that's who you're creating content for and your yep. stories. And it's just, you know, it's a hard thing sometimes for them to get their head around because they're like, well, I've got this product. I just want to promote this. And it's like, well, people want to see the people behind that product and how that product was developed and what goes on behind the scenes day to day. And I guess you find this a lot as well, and that whole showing up and something that you always tell me to do as well. So it's, you know, one of those <laughs> things that's like, it is so important. I mean, you know, I know you were talking yesterday about your retreat, but that's essentially why I gravitated to you because I started following you on socials and I could see you showing up and I understood the person behind the brand and I resonated with that. And then that led me to go on a retreat. So it's, it's the same kind of principle, really. People relate to people. So if you can show that personality as is possible to do you know we, I've worked with a whole gamut of brands across a lot of industries that people would deem really boring or you can't get anything out of it and you really can it's just you know understanding that your audiences are people too they don't want to be sold products all the time they want to know stories and behind the scenes quirks and other you know interesting things that happen around that product or service well and especially you know um, I've actually talked a few times like like with Rachel from Rachel's List and a few other people with like freelancers it's even the people who are creating the content it's like just looking at, at that you know sort of category it's mm. like there are so many writers out there and there are so many products out there and there's so many things but like if we look at the writer example there are so many writers why would they choose Rebecca and it's like if you just google in writers ooh, you can have anybody but it's that flavor and it's that you know and it's not just about niching I think because niching became such a big thing people worried about it it's like yeah if you're struggling with um <clears throat> and I did choosing to who I because I want to work with everybody I love I think mm. I love everybody but actually, the, the more that I've showed up, the more that I've showed my flavour and this rainbow vomit of a, you know, outlandish <laughs> person, I'm going to attract people who like that. And if you don't like that, you know, literally I got asked to do, and I'm not saying that this, this industry is necessarily like, you know, I got asked to do an accounting website and I asked to sound more professional. And I was like, that's not me. I am professional, yeah. but yeah. I'm like, that's not going to be something that I'm, I'm going to be interested in doing. I don't think I'm going to be the best person to work for you. And it's actually really liberating. Whereas yeah. I have yeah. worked on a website and the whole thing um, for, an, uh, you know, bookkeeping, which could also be seen to be very, but it was like the, the whole point of the recreation of the website was to make it more personable, to make, to show more of the team, to bring out the personality. And I'm like, ah, now I can help you. You know, yeah. that's, yes, yeah. that's where I can help you. And so I think, yeah, businesses who recognize that, that showing personality, like you do not, and, and people realizing as well, yes, as you say, that it's you who's going to sell it. It's that why do we personify a brand? Why do we personify a product? Why do we try and give human traits to them? Because we want to relate. And so the more you can show that, the human side and the person side and the connection side, then you're going to be able to sell. That's the concept. Such a good point. Yeah. I think a lot of people, yeah, I, I like to consider personality a value prop um, because really it's, I mean, there are lots of people that do what we do, Em. There are plenty of writers that I can recommend amazing digital marketers out there. I can recommend amazing travel writers. There are lots of people who do what we do, but there's enough in the world for there to be, like there's enough space for everybody to work and be successful yeah. because it's, it is that personality connection too. There are people who might not resonate with the way I approach things or the way I do things and that's completely fine, but there are people who do. And I think that's another challenge of being a small business owner and a freelancer as well is that you don't it can be pretty stressful you know way 
wanting to kind of set up that regular income for yourself. I totally get all of that. And I've been down that road before many times, but it is very liberating when you just start being true to yourself and who you are and just showcasing yourself and people will come, they'll gravitate towards you and they'll want to find out more about your business. And there are some who don't, and that's completely fine. So it's just knowing and treating your personality like a value prop, because that's such an important part of selling what you do. Yeah. It's so lovely to hear you say that. And I know that something that you said even the last few months, which I loved hearing was that you're like, I'm having, I'm just having fun with my content now. Like, so your personal content and business content, you're like, I'm just having fun with it. Yeah, I think it's just that letting go of the inhibitions and stuff. And I think, you know, that's, it took me a while to get to that point because I just really needed to take the space to invest in what, what, like, have the time to reflect on who I am as a business and who I am as a person and what I want to do. And that's where the retreat comes in again. Another plug, but it's, you know, it is. But actual plug. (laughs) But actual plug, like register right now. But also it's, um, it's just, yeah, just taking that space for yourself to kind of address who you want to be and who you want to attract and the kind of clients you want to work with. And just knowing that you cannot be your authentic self. You can't force yourself to be all things to all people. It just doesn't work. And it's like that with content too. You, work, you might work with clients from time to time where you're like, oh, this is a drag. I'm really punishing myself with this content. And you know that you don't want to work, you know, with a particular client or you don't want to work in a particular niche or with a particular industry because it just doesn't work for you. And that's completely okay. Yeah. And the quicker that you get to that, the, the better for you. And it's just, it is such a beautiful feeling when you are surrounded by and like, I mean, you know, for, for the audience, Beck and I met through a group. I've referenced it twice now. So Rachel better start <laughs> my uh, dividend. Um, you know, Rachel's List is this wonderful website for freelancers and writers and um, content creators uh, where they can find jobs. But there's also a Facebook group, which is super connected and everyone's super helpful and it's really lovely. And so we've met through that, like, you know, we were just both commenting on posts and stuff. And then as Beck said, she, you know, then followed on socials. We actually became real accountability, accountability buddies. Yes, I did. I was enjoying what Beck was putting up and I was like, oh, and she's like, oh, I need to do more. And I'd say, I need to do more. And so I was like, let's motivate each other. So if we posted one and you share it to the other one and go, well, I've done mine. So now it's yours. That's what I was doing like one a week. You're Beck. so much better. I know. You're so now it's like daily. Yeah. Now you're like, yeah. like slow down. Just stop. Yeah. Just <laughs> stop. Chill, Em. <laughs> um, if you now like, like doing it, that's the thing. If you like doing it, keep doing it. It's yes. working for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're seeing growth you're having meaningful conversations with people, people are resonating with what you're posting to hell with it. If you want to do it daily, do it daily. If it's working for you. And that was, I was putting rules on myself. Like I was putting this, like go to post one a week. And then I was like saving content, like saving things for like for the next week or like, I'll save that idea for another time. And by the time I got Mm. around to it, you know, it was no longer relevant. And there's, you know, maybe we're not going to post 10 times a day. Like that could be a lot. And you don't want to post 10, 20 times a day and then, not for three weeks, but you know, I think also sometimes with the content, cre- actual actual creation, as you both, as we both know, the ideas come to at the most inconvenient of times. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> lying in bed, in the shower, driving the car, um, hands full with my child. That's that's when the ideas will come. And of course, I've started taking the opportunity. I just write things down, or I send myself yeah. a voice memo, or literally lying in bed. I've I've recorded reels because I'm like if I don't do it right now I will put the idea on the back burner and and not do it so like capturing that idea but you know it is being in the moment having fun with it letting go of it 
and then that is more you because you know trying to overthink it overcraft it and yeah it led you to you know then you listen to the podcast which is so lovely and then you came on the retreat and just yeah we cannot believe we've now caught up in real life twice and we were okay, sitting together crazy. like two weeks ago and it was like how is this how have we not known you forever you know, i know it's, it's so nice. amazing and it's one of, yeah, it's one of those beautiful things that I love so much about social media. It's the community that you create and the connections that you have too. And that only comes from being authentic, really. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, we wouldn't have worked. You know, you'd seen all this stuff about me and I'd seen all these things about you. And then we met, we're like, ha. <laughs> 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 like, it would have it been jarring, but it, it was wasn't. super because, awkward. Yeah. Yeah, because you were you and I've seen you, like who you are and I like that. And you've seen me and you've seen who I am, except mine probably if anything dials up in real life so you think this is full we love that no, vibe you've not seen full steam you he's going at steam. a three out of ten right now everyone um but yeah, yeah I'm no, about 30 percent operating at about 30 percent now i appreciate that i appreciate it you know it's still morning over here um i think yeah to the other the other point that you're making about you know the frequency of when you post too i think that also puts a lot of pressure on people i know i sometimes succumb to that pressure like I feel like I need to be showing up every day but also at the same time it's better to focus on value so Mm -hmm. the quality of what you're putting out rather than the quantity because if something resonates you can share it again like post a reel and if you like it and you haven't posted anything in a while just reshare it and drum up more conversations and things like that if you've you know you've had a blog post kind of sitting on your website that you still think is relevant and you want to share it with the masses reshare it you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be brand new content. It doesn't have to be content all the time. And, and that's another thing. I think a lot of, you know, a lot of my clients kind of feel daunted by that challenge because they're like, oh my God, how do I think up 50 ideas for the month? And I say to them, you know, if you should be making your content work smarter rather than harder. So if you've got a blog post, you can translate that into, you know, five or six different social posts that all link back to the blog to drive traffic. You can turn the blog into an infographic, transform it into a reel where you don't necessarily have to show your face. You just got to focus on that audience value. So you can do something that's, you know, if you've got a blog that's about top five tips, do like a text-based reel and pick some Mm -hmm. trending audio to let it scale organically. Just little things like that. Um, just to, yeah, I just, I'm a big believer in repurposing quality content. If you've got it there, just share it and share it again. Cause what's valuable now is still likely to be valuable to your audience months down the track as well. I think it's well, like, that's so true. And it's so helpful because even I've seen, yeah, I've wasted so much time reinventing the wheel when yes. And even like, even being even smarter about it at the moment, like there, I do some of it, but like you know, I should be starting with the blog post or starting with the live. And then from that comes, sorry, yeah, starting with the podcast or the the live, which then turns into the blog post, which then turns into the socials, which also turns into audio tiles and also turns into reels. Sometimes I start with the reel. <laughs> Go yeah. The way. Well, this is a blog post as well. This is yeah. a, I'll do a podcast about the reel that I did. Uh, so, I mean, it goes, it can go both ways, but I then record things three times as opposed to recording it once and then taking the pieces out of it but you know even putting just a new intro line or a new cover photo on something mm. it's just wonders that my blogs are going really well at the moment and as you said some of them are sitting there for 18 months but people didn't know me 18 months ago so they never yeah. saw them and if I don't direct them to them 
they're not going to maybe just go on my website and go, I wonder if Emma has a blog. Uh, oh, she does have a blog about the thing that I need to know. But yeah. Um, but also, yeah, I think I just, I just think that's so helpful to know. But I always say to people as well, just look at your goddamn website because, like, with yeah. no offense, nobody is reading word for word verbatim your website. You could literally just pull lines from your website. That's a post. Pull a line, great photo. That's a post. Pull a line, you know, make a reel. Like there's so much content. And when we look at big brands, like, and you go back to the core of the message, your core message is the same always and should be anyway. Your key messages should be the same. Nike tells us just to do it and that we are all athletes. Simplest tagline ever. Don't you wish you were the copywriter behind that Oh my god! That, that he just—I would just pen down, mic drop, I'm done. Right, Thank you. Give my bazillions. <laughs> but you know, like they—they they, they tell us that they do sport over and over and over again. McDonald's tell us that they sell food over and over and over again. Disney tell us that they sell happiness over and over and over again. Like they're not—the message is the same. It's just mm. repackaged or repurposed in a different way. But I find that. Even myself, sometimes I'm trying to be like saying it in a totally different way, in a new way. And it's like when I go back a few years, I was like, I was actually saying it right. I just have stopped saying it and I've gone and tried to say it all these whirly gig ways when the fact of the matter is I help people to show up, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, that's it. Keep it simple, honestly. And it's, and that's the other thing. It's um, people who are in very niche industries where, you know, information can be quite technical and it's, it's easy to get caught up in that internal jargon that a wider audience might not understand. So it's just simplicity is the best way to go. And, you know, it's not about sounding like an expert sounding, you know, quite often that jargon is so lost on people that they just check out because they're just like, well, I don't fully understand what's going on here. Can't relate out of it. So too long, didn't read. (laughs) Yeah. Too long, didn't read, can't be bothered. But it is that, you know, it's important to show the expertise, but it's it's a it's a real tricky balance to speak in a way that isn't, you know, almost condescending, but is clear about who you are and what you're offering without it, you know, being over the top with wanky jargon and things like that. And there are a lot of industries like that, but it is, yeah, simplicity is always best. It really is. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think just it does help though. It does help having someone like yourself having this content, you know, expert come and look at your stuff because you could, you even in, you know, a few minutes of talking to you, you're like, oh, Emma, that thing that you said was great and, oh, you could use it this way and you're just like, oh, I didn't see that. So there's a real value even in, you know, and, you know, Beck, it's where we, you know, I'm helping Beck with her own content and you think, oh, they just know how to do it. But the, we're sometimes so busy looking at other people's stuff that you can't see the wood through the trees for your own stuff. So it does help. And whether it is a paid expert or whether it's just someone you bounce off and you get someone yeah. to look at, I mean, what your customers are telling you, what people are responding, like if someone's responding to something and I, you literally said it today again, you were like, I came on the retreat because of you. And I asked, I've got a couple of ladies who have signed up for the next one. And I was like, yeah, well, you need to tell me like, so why did you sign up? Because then I can tell other people to sign up. They're like, because of you. And I'm like, no, that's not helpful. <laughs> and it's like, or I could just lean into that and go, come and hang out with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you demonstrate your expertise enough, but it is that personality. Like people feel comfortable to be vulnerable and, 
and explore a little bit more and grow professionally and personally in that space with you. That's, that's the thing. It's people relating to people. So yeah, it is, it is, it's one of those things like you've just got to, I think, just be authentic, be simple, keep it real. <laughs> just keep it real and do real. Keep it real. Yeah. Keep it real and do, do real. real. I think uh, yeah, reels, reels daunts people a lot at the moment, I think, because it's very like, do I have to do a dance? Do I have to show up all the time? But there are ways you can get around it. You can still do, you, you can still, and I think the other thing about reels is that it's very reactive. So if there's a trending audio, it's gone a week later. So you need to move pretty quickly on it. But, you know, there are ways you can apply a trending audio to something that you've already got, like re rehash a piece of content just, you know, put a picture of your face up with text all around it so you don't have to dance or you don't have to, you know, make any expression at all, but you still want to show up or you don't have to show up at all and you can just do kind of behind the scenes of you working or what you're doing and showcase your products and have audio running off the top of that. So you can still churn out content fairly quickly to suit reels, but still, you know, showcase a bit more behind your brand. This made me think of a reel, so I'm writing it on my hand. <laughs> I thought about ages ago. I'm going to tell you. I'm just going to share it. Um, yeah, I love it. No, actually, I will. It's like post-its. Like, I remember this one where it's like post-its. So, like, you just um, put the post-its down with words on them. Yeah, yeah. People are watching, waiting to see what's on the post-its. You don't have to show your face. Show the post-its. Post-it tells you the message. That's it. Done. Yeah. Post-it, 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 post-it. Cool music. Done. But, like, I think as well, I've said to you before, I've seen you, you do a reel and I'm like, oh, I want to do that. I'm going to copy you. Um, but it's not ever going to be copying um, because I literally cannot do it the way that you did it because I'm not you. Um, so, and I try not to use that language anyway. I say inspired by, um, you know, but it's not trying to be you. It's like, I love the concept that you've done. I love the music that you've done. And I think I could put my own spin on it and have fun with it. And I think if you look at it that way, as opposed to, I think that people are probably afraid to even try something that someone else has done, but it's like half of the ones that you see are probably somebody has seen them and done it their own way anyway. And also I think that like you'll have days where reels will, you'll create something inevitably, something you spend ages on that you think is the best idea ever. And I've got all the pieces. I got like the trending audio and I got this and I got this and I, and I did transition and it was like, whew. And then you get like 300 views and then you'll do some shitty one lying in bed and you'll get like 5,000 views and you're like, I didn't even do anything. And it's just yeah. like, I think there's just, there is a formula, but there's also trial and error. And if you have fun with it, then who cares? And look at people's history. Like go back and look at my history, my first reel. <laughs> God. Oh God, yeah. I always nah. say, oh, God, I should delete them. There are some that I look back on and I'm like, oh no. my God. But no, it's gross. No it shows where you are and where you've been. And yeah, you and do, you can only progress. improve by doing. You can yes. only improve by doing, really. Really. So many puns. Really. Really. <laughs> um, by the way, everyone who's watching, thank you for staying on for so long. If you have any questions, we'll stick around just for a few more minutes. But if you have any questions about content, or comments about content or, or all the things, um, please do say. If you're watching back the replay, you can always comment on the video and we can respond to you. Um, Beck, before we head off and while we're sort of closing up, how do people connect with you? How do they find you and all of your fabulous content online? Love it. Well, I'm mainly on Instagram at the moment. So if you follow me at Beck Haddad Content, 
Um, or you can find me on my website, RebeccaHaddad.com. Um, it's in desperate need of an upgrade. Such is the life of a freelancer, looking after and all the clients and not looking after yourself. Yep, that's right. Um, so, yeah, that's where I mainly am. And then um, I'm also on TikTok, Beck Haddad Content. Um, so, yeah, hope to connect with you there. Yes, I love it. And what, like, in terms of the people that you're working with, what sort of content are you loving creating for people like, so you're having fun with reels yourself, but what are you lacking creating for client content? I think the best thing for me is giving them something that they know that I can demonstrate translates into 10 different pieces of content. I just love seeing, I, I find it so satisfying because then I know I've done my job. I want, I want them to see that content needs to work smarter rather than harder. So I love creating a blog and then translating that into, you know, 10 or 15 different ideas for social and for, um, for, you know, even for them to put on their LinkedIn and build their own personal profiles, which I do a lot of as well, that thought leadership element of it too. And I just, I love seeing clients kind of the light bulb clicks and they mm. realise, oh my God, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I can just take as much value out of this one piece of content and then rehash it a few months later because it's all still relevant. And I think that is Oh, yep, Life Solutions just said reduce, reuse, and recycle. Absolutely. It's sustainable content. It's- <laughs> Tech, greenwashing, love it. <laughs> you can just, you know, take one piece of content if it's valuable and it resonates and it's targeting your audience in all the right ways and there's no reason why you can't reuse the crap out of it as much as possible um, because it will still resonate months later, years later. I love it. Yes, so maybe our like takeaway from this is to go and look, look at your website. Don't judge yeah. yourself. No judges. Just go and look <laughs> there. I'm sure there's at least one line of text, one line of of because text I find the words are the hardest for people. They can yeah. find the fancy yeah. picture, but they can't find the words. So find yeah. the words, find an image that relates, and then go with it. Um, and then turn it into a book. Yes, I love it. Three keys. Yes, Alicia. Yes, exactly. I basically, yes, just all of my podcasts are going to be a book. <laughs> it's going to be I absolute mean, gibberish. Emma's memoir is coming out in a couple of years, just saying. So. My memoir. My <laughs> memoir. Good luck. Oh, my God. But that's it. You know, yeah, it is. But then you put it into a book. You can create so many things with it. Um, but, and then, yeah, so go to your website. Maybe go have a little scrolly scroll back through um, your socials. Um, find a post that you liked or you saw that did well and then use reuse the copy, the yeah. text, and find a different picture because you obviously yeah. a picture you might have physically changed. So you can put a picture of you. And what I have one of the content that I love, my favorite reuse is uh, myself. Reintroduce yourself. <laughs> Reintroduce yes. yourself. That's, that's something I'm guilty of not doing and I know yes, it's that, important because yeah, done. you're yeah done done but you know like your audience is growing your audience is always going to grow and people you know to your point before as well share that you've got a blog share that you have these different services go to your website look at your about page and look at your services page and break that all up into pieces of social content because your audience your new audience is probably aware of you but might not be aware of all that you do or all that you offer so it is I mean you know it's Fair enough for me to give advice and not take it myself, but I will. I will start posting a little bit more. <laughs> I promise. Kind of I vow <laughs> to you, here, listeners. Uh, hand on your I, iPhone. I put it up. I put it up there now, so now I have to follow through. <laughs> and I'm deleting this video. So, <laughs> thank you. So-
so much, Jack. You really Thanks, um, Em. I've loved getting to know you in real life, IRL. I know. I feel inspired and motivated by you. I love how you keep me accountable and I love how much fun we have together making content. And I'm going to make a special, I was like last night, I didn't get around to it, but I'm going to make a special reel just for you. And you're just going to oh, love it. I love it. Love it. Thanks, Em. Likewise. It's, it's really great. To, and I think, you know, content is not something to be scared of. And I hope a lot of people got some takeaways from this that they can go and kind of look back at the content they've already got and reuse, reduce and recycle. Yes, life solutions. <laughs> <laughs> We're all getting content from this call. Okay, uh, note to self, transcribe the whole thing. This just became a blog. <laughs> Adore you. Thank you. Comments, questions, chuck them in there. Hope if you're watching the replay, thanks for being here and have a wonderful day, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Em. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Live and Love Your Brand. I'm so grateful that you've shared your time by listening today. That means so much to me. And if you're loving what you're learning, I would be so appreciative if you'd leave a review, rate this podcast and subscribe. It really shows me that you care, but it also helps other listeners to find us too. Again, please be sure to connect with me. I love hearing from you and getting to know your story. You can connect with me on Instagram at lovelycoms, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and please do join the gorgeous community, Live and Love Your Brand, our Facebook group. Or if you're ready to take action now and want to improve how you show up in the world with your brand, then head on over to lovelycommunications.com. Again, lovely is L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, communications.com to learn how you can work with me my clients have gone on to experience opportunities that they could never have dreamed of. From starting businesses to taking leadership in their own life, they have found the confidence to stand in who they are and to go wholeheartedly after what they truly want in life. And I want that for you too. If you're ready to invest in yourself and reconnect with who you are, then let's chat. Thank you again for listening. Now go into the world and share the beauty that is the uniqueness of you. Catch you next week, lovely.